Hey, I'm Steve Folland. Welcome to a brand new season of the Being Freelance podcast. And this episode is supported by Pension B, the flexible pension for the self-employed. They make it easy to contribute as much or as little as you like, as often as you like. Get set up in minutes and then get back to business. And if you've got existing pensions, it's easy to bring them together. Start saving for future beyond being freelance. Download the app or head to pensionb.com. Pension B is authorised and regulated by the Financial Conduct Authority. With investments, your capital is at risk. But right now, let's find out what it's like being freelance for brand and Squarespace website designer, Krishna Solanke. If you're trying to do something, you've got to do it the right way. So either you teach yourself or you learn from someone who's already done something like that. And the only way you're going to learn from someone else is if you ask the questions. So it's just a continual thing of just learning, developing and growing so afraid of her and her business because she was so much bigger than me that I just didn't have any guts inside me to kind of say hello or do anything. It was almost a case of why would I be talking to someone who I admire who is so far ahead in their journey. It's all imposter syndrome, it's all in my head. I can't be pushing all my clients back three to six months saying just wait for me. I just want to grow, I just need to grow, I need more people. Yes, so that is Krishna, her story coming up in a moment. The Being Freelance website, beingfreelance.com, is built on Squarespace. I did it myself. And I've used quite a few of Krishna's tips and tricks that she shares on her Instagram and her blog over the past couple of years. Yeah, I've been very much aware of her because of the way she shares herself on Instagram, basically. That's what I'm trying to say, both her expertise in Squarespace and design, uh, but also her personality and her family. She never says the names of her children. She calls them the head of distraction and the head of destruction. (laughs) I love that. Anyway, Krishna's story coming up very soon. Indeed. Uh, thanks very much to Pension B. They've come on board for this season of Being Freelance. Really appreciate their support. And thank you to Hrefs who are also supporting again this season. I'll tell you more about those later. Um, beingfreelance.com. What's going on over there? Well, you'll find show notes for every episode, including a transcript. So always check those out and links so you can go through and check out the guests. There's also links through to the Mastermind, the Book Club, the Community, the Course. If you're a new freelancer, please do check that out. 30 day money back guarantee what have you got to lose uh and, <laughs> and there are also new things in the being freelance shop yes you've been able to get the being freelance mug for years the stickers but now you can also get clothing this was a suggestion from one of the being freelance community you can get uh hoodies sweatshirts t-shirts from being freelance in the shop now so go to beingfreelance.com slash shop uh, or just click on the link and yeah check out what is there can't wait to see everybody sharing their photos of them as they get them i know lots of you have bought them already so thank you if that's you right enough waffle let's crack on chat to the first guest of this season and that is freelance brand and squarespace website designer krishna salanki hey krishna hello hello as ever how about we get started hearing how you got started being freelance interesting okay how far back should i go with this then because I can talk forever. (laughs) (laughs) Well, do you know what? I've got a freshly made coffee and some Lotus Biscoff. I'm in for the long haul. So back in the day, which makes me feel really, really old when I say that now, (laughs) um, I came out of uni, decided that what I was learning was irrelevant and decided to train myself as a front-end coder, so design developer. So that's my background. I'm actually a front-end coder, website designer. Um, trained myself in HTML, CSS, 
I think it was back in 2005. So really, really knocking along now. Anyway, loved it. Decided that I was going to just become a freelance website designer and then completely crapped it because I had no clients. Got really scared and designed a website for an e-commerce bridal store in Flash. Don't know if anyone even remembers Flash. It was like died a slow death (laughs) at that time. (laughs) Realised I actually do need to find clients. So found myself a job instead of looking for clients. Trained myself up working in-house as a designer over many, many, many different positions. Never in-house in an agency. And that really got to me because I was like, why can I not get this agency job? Because with agencies, they have lots of different things going across their desk. And it was like the high speed and the rate of being able to do all the different projects. That really was a buzz for me. Some people like the slow life. I like the high life. And it's just everything <laughs> has to go at 100 miles per hour. I don't know how to chill. <laughs> um, worked in-house as a designer at loads of different places. Ended up at a startup where we kind of did website design, branding design, iconography, print, collateral, conference design, mobile apps, all elements of design. I loved it because it was like everything I could have done, I learned there. And then obviously life goes on, settled down in Cambridge, and I used to commute into London, which is the big change in where the career changed. Bought a house, started a family, realised that I want to go back into work because I go do lally when I'm not working. So I'm one of those weird people that actually wakes up and loves going to work. <laughs> um, so, yeah, decided going to go back into work. Went to work for a company part-time. Absolutely hated it because I ended up doing the ungodly hours from, like, between 9.30 to 2.30. Couldn't climb the career ladder. Realised I was putting in all my effort, all of everything, and still not really achieving very much. So I thought, right, let me set up the business. And that was part-time. So young family, working part-time, set up business, didn't really sleep because my children are like mutant aliens that don't don't sleep. (laughs) Um, Got over that. And then at that point, I was kind of online networking with a lot of local businesses in Cambridge. So no one actually saw me. They just kind of recognised me from a profile picture and it would be like on Facebook in all the different groups or on Instagram. And that was about it. And that happened for about three years until we had the second kid. Actually, four years, because there's four years between them. <laughs> and then when the second one went into school, well, actually, when, when she went into nursery, that's when I was like, right, I've had enough of working part-time. And actually, my position as an in-house designer, they actually sold the business and were like, can you come into London and work five days a week, nine to five? So I was like, well, that's really not going to happen because and I have two children. So I thought, right, there's no time like the present, let's just go with this. I've got a good client list. I've got all the knowledge. I've got my website up and running. Let's just go for it. Um, and set up the agency properly, went full-time with it about three years ago. I say agency because back then it was still just me. Now it's like me and a couple of freelancers that I work with and we're transitioning. So we're going through this weird change of I'm hopefully going to grow and scale in the next six months. And that's where we're at, I think. Wow. Okay. Well, I'm looking forward to hearing about this whole agency thing because that's relatively new isn't it so so it was about 2019 then that you went freelance but were you freelancing then while you were part-time at that company it sounded like you were yes right yeah so I was always I've always been a freelancer anyway even when I was working full-time before the kids and before the family I'd always always done stuff in the ungodly hour I just don't watch tv it's really weird I'm one of those people that just does not 
I can't watch TV unless I'm like watching something really weird, like psychological, and then I freak myself out. <laughs> well, I'd rather not watch TV. <laughs> Which is perfect for, for running a side business, but makes you rubbish on a pub quiz when the TV round comes. Absolutely. Out. So actually, you were running your freelance, you were a freelancer, you were running your freelance business on the side of a yes. part-time job. So yeah. part-time freelance, part-time employee Yep. for quite a few years then. Yeah, absolutely. So it was probably, I think it's been ever since I actually left university, I was always doing something on the side as a freelancer. I wasn't serious about that at that point, though. It was just the ad hoc project that would come along or the print work or something that would happen. I'd just do it. So how were you getting those freelance clients? You mentioned online networking. Yeah. So online networking was a really big thing for me when I was part time working, because at that time I was like, just wanted to do a lot more of my own stuff so I would sit on Facebook I would actually be quite active on Twitter back then um, and I fell out of love with Twitter quite quickly because it just just didn't work for me but actually just speaking to people online on Facebook and then realizing that I was enjoying sitting on Instagram and sharing snippets of work that really worked because it's a very visual platform and then the thing with me is I don't realise that sometimes there are actually people out there watching and listening, so I just share stuff, and it just goes down quite well, apparently, and um, that's how it kind of started. So meeting these people online, just talking about what I do, sharing advice about how to design stuff, that's how it kind of really kicked off. And Cambridge is like one of those really nice places where it doesn't take very long to kind of build your network, because everyone does know everyone. And also, when I was working part-time as well, and working on the business part-time I would make a point of going to a networking event once a week in the evenings it was quite challenging because my husband used to come back from work in London we would literally high-five each other and I would run out (laughs) the door (laughs) but it was good the work-life balance worked and I was just full of energy full of beans crazy beans but I'd just make it out and I'd see people and they'd obviously recognize me from my profile picture well I did look different let's be honest it's a little bit more polished when you're actually just a little picture on the computer screen as to when you're actually talking to someone but it was great I used to love going out and meeting people and don't get me wrong I am introverted but there is something about when you go out somewhere and there's that little bit of fear that I have that I'm like oh my god I can't go out and do something and then I'm like yeah I can I can totally do this I kind of have a a weird conversation with myself in my head (laughs) and I just push myself to go and do it the other thing was when I was sitting on Instagram I know you know Kelly Molson Oh, yeah. um, rubber cheese so I used to re- I'm a massive fan girl crush I really did and she was I used to follow her on on Instagram and it was something that she'd shared about asking someone that she admired when she was at some kind of a networking event or something for a mentor and I was like oh my god if she can do this I can do this so within that weird moment of like I'm just gonna ask her so I sent her a little message saying I really admire everything you do in your agency I would love to learn from you can you help me out? And it was just as simple as that. And she was like, yeah, sure. And that was it. I was sweating buckets after that. <laughs> wow. So you reached out to her sort of mentor. Yeah, absolutely. So I'll explain to Kelly, who weirdly, I also met at a networking uh, event and I don't even go to many. Kelly runs an agency. She lives in Cambridge, I think. So you just reached reached out to her. Like, so, yeah. so what was that relationship like or that experience? What, what did you, what happened? Was, what did you get out of it? It was really scary because I thought, why would she want to actually mentor someone that she doesn't want to know who's just been sitting here stalking her online on Instagram for the best part of six months if not longer just because I love the agency and the vibe and everything she's done 
um, and just wanting to learn everything, basically. So I, when I reached out, she said, yeah, sure. So we set up like a couple of meetings and I explained to her where I was in the business because I'm a quite a process-driven designer. So for people who don't know what that means, it's like it is basically there needs to be a process with everything. So whether it's an onboarding process, I've got that. If it's an offboarding, I've got that. If it's the whole project, I've got that. So when I'm explaining things to Kelly, saying this is how I run the business, she's like, this is really amazing. And then there were times when I'd kind of not even thought about something. So, for example, when I was struggling with getting that final invoice being paid, I was like, how do I do this? Because it's kind of like at that time, I think I was doing, I think it was 20% deposit, 30% up like before the project actually starts in terms of design or development, and then 50% mm -hmm. at the end. And that's quite a lot if you think of how much is remaining at the end. And she was like, well, have you thought about changing the terms? Have you thought about doing it in a different way? So you've got like 30, 30, 30, and then 10 at the end, because then if there's something remaining, it's only a 10%. It doesn't actually hold your cash flow off. And I was like, that is a really good idea. So it's things like that that she's helped me a lot with. And obviously she introduced me to quite a few people in her network who needed like website design and stuff like that. So one of my very, very early clients who I remember working with was Sukio from Sukio, digital marketing agency in Cambridge. She's amazing as well. And I didn't know that she was on Squarespace at the time. So I also admired her because of her business model and the way she runs her agency. And we'd been up for a couple of awards at the same time, but I was so afraid of her and her business because she was so much bigger than me that I just didn't have any guts inside me to kind of say hello or do anything. It was almost a case of why would I be talking to someone who I admire who is so far ahead in their journey it's all imposter syndrome. It's all in my head. Completely all in my head. Long story short, so she introduced me to Sue and we redesigned the website at the time while I was on maternity leave. Um, and she was she was a brilliant client because back then, pre-pandemic, I would literally sit there with my little one in the pram next to me talking through website designs and like the concept and explaining why it should be like this. And that was really good. I can't remember what I was talking about. <laughs> Well, I love that. No, no, because I, I was asking you about the experience of getting that mentor in Kelly. Yeah. But part of that is then the network that she has and introducing yeah. you to, to Sue Keogh. I love the the impact that just taking that step. Yeah, I think that's it. That is the key thing, because if you don't make the step, if you don't take the step, you've just got no opportunity. And actually, one of the things I really admire is when people reach out. Unless you reach out, you're, one, you're never going to learn, you're never going to know. And two, it becomes really difficult to kind of find talent, for example. So, um, and I'm one of those people, actually, that if you're trying to do something, you've got to do it the right way. So either you teach yourself or you learn from someone who's already done something like that. And the only way you're going to learn from someone else is if you ask the questions, you, you kind of probe but with best intentions. So that was all it was when I when I kind of got in touch with Kelly because I was like, she's got so much knowledge. She, I know she has, and she's so sharing in everything that she does anyway. So if I could kind of even gain like a little bit of that, then I'm one step ahead of where I am now. Um, and that's what it was. So it was just a continual thing of just learning and kind of developing and growing, even at my own slow pace because I'm not a risk taker. And that's one of the things I really wish was different. I wish I was a risk taker because if I was, I think I probably would have started the journey in being a freelance or opening up the agency years ago. And I probably would have been way ahead of myself. But then you've got to think about 
everything that happens happens for a reason, which I strongly do believe leads you to the path that you're in at the moment. Going a bit hippy dippy here, aren't I? <laughs> hey, I'm 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 here for the woo. <laughs> But it is, it is all of that. So if you don't take the step, you don't know. So that's probably one of the things I would give my younger self advice on. Just do it. I try and tell myself that every day. Just do it. Just get on with it. Which is why, like, when things come through, even if I don't know the answer and I don't have to do it, I'll probably panic. And then I'll be like, yes, let's just go for it. Let's just do it. Because why not? What's there to lose? There isn't. You're only going to gain something. You're only going to learn. But if you don't know how to do something, Things like Google and YouTube really do exist for a reason. You can do everything with both both those two and having someone who can just push you in the right direction a little bit because sometimes that's all you need. You just need someone to have a little bit of trust in you, support you, and just tell you that it's going to be all right. Just go for it. Hmm. So you started getting clients through online networking and then referrals. Yeah. Um, and sounds like you must have been busy enough then when you went full-time freelance. Yeah, absolutely. So back then, and even more recently, I've been fully booked for about minimum three to six months in advance. And that was great because obviously, I'm like I said, I'm quite process driven. So I knew exactly when each project would start, when it would overlap, when it would complete, when the next paycheck would come through, when that invoice was due. I could plan it. I could see it all in the next six months ahead. And it was at that point when I was like, well, how many times can I keep kind of booking in advance, booking in advance? And it got to like six, seven months. And I was thinking, right, something's got to change here. Either my prices are too low because I'm so far in advance or I should be taking people on and doing things at a quicker pace. And it was at that point when I was thinking, right, let's try and let's just try and see what I can do. What's the next challenge I can kind of overcome in the business. And at that time I upped my rates. And at the same time I started getting, inquiries that were a little bit more bespoke for website design with Squarespace and they were actually from agencies so at the same time as trying to learn about the next challenges and the next steps in the business that I can take I was introduced again by Kelly to um, an agency nomics community and I joined that in January at the start of the pandemic the year of the pandemic which was what 2020 2020 yeah well yeah 2020 so in January I joined that and then I got kicked out not knowing why. So I was like, this is annoying. Kind of ticked me off a little bit. So I was like, I need to know what's going on here. Why have I just been kicked out? Don't get it. I reached out to them. I was like, hey, I'm only here to learn. I don't understand. Like, what's the big deal? I've been in here for about a week and now I'm kicked out. Turns out it was because I was a one woman band and they only do minimum three plus, but they've changed that model now. And also the person I was kind of speaking to happens to be the founder of the community so I didn't really even realize I was just chatting to someone who's quite high in the game realized at the same time that the website's on Squarespace and I was like right you guys really need to change these things I haven't even been to the back end of the site but I can tell you but just looking at the front that there's a handful of stuff that you could easily just change in like half an hour and you guys will be you'll be good <laughs> it's more professional looking and he was like oh thanks we'll we'll take that on board and then just let me back into the community because I was like I'm just here to learn there's nothing malicious. I just want to kind of learn. Yeah. Um, so I got back in, started mingling, doing some more online networking, just kind of talking. And I found it really, I'll be honest, it was really challenging because it was the same time the pandemic hit. And it was also the same time I was thinking, hang on, I want to grow and scale the business. So they have these mastermind groups. So let me join this mastermind group. But I am so early on in this journey. that I'm like one woman band versus three, five, 10, 50 
women men agencies I was like I can't I can't even see myself sitting in the same room as these people because my challenges are different to their challenges they're trying to get to like one million five million I haven't even hit like anything substantial in that amount so I was like let's let's calm myself down a little bit here anyway the pandemic hit ended up homeschooling head of distraction which is now my eight-year-old <laughs> I love that you give them titles like that yeah honestly so head of distraction she's eight homeschooled her and we had head of destruction who is genuinely like a tasmanian devil she could just walk into a room and just honestly she just spins and it's like everything's just in, in disarray so it was just it was really difficult to kind of think about the agency continue working homeschooling look after her. my husband's a nine to five so he was kind of stuck to the nine to five monday to friday but we'd made a balance during the pandemic so he would work from eight till four i would do six o'clock because my children literally just do not sleep they are awake at six o'clock so from six till four it was me doing pretty much like the breakfast the lunches the keeping them entertained the homeschooling four o'clock came I would be like high five you handle them now I'm not looking at them any longer I've had enough and then from about four thirty till literally midnight I would work in the business I would continue doing all of the work doing like the designing doing the marketing doing the leads all of it and somehow I don't know how we worked it out, but it worked. It kind of did continue growing during the pandemic because I know there are a lot of businesses that unfortunately didn't make it and they did struggle. But I did find that because people had more time to think about what they were doing, they wanted to set up on their own or they wanted to co-found a business or an agency or something. They kind of came through. So it was almost like I had lots of clients who wanted to set up with their branding, needed to brainstorm some ideas, turn that into a visual concept use that on the website and that's how we kind of got through the pandemic and then by the end of the pandemic I was like oh my god I can't believe I've just done all of this stuff we've all been through this mad mess and it's 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 working everyone seems to have probably got more grayer and got more wrinkly I know I have (laughs) and then when they went back into school and nursery it was like how on earth have I got all these hours and I can do all the things I need to again and keep going so we got back onto that crane carried on going and then it was the agency owner from agency on agency nomics community owner, the founder. He was like, okay, we really need our website to be redesigned. So I was like, great. I was like, let's start in January because that's my availability. And he's like, why? I need it by November. And I was like, okay, this, this is scary. How am I going to fit this in? Somehow I just did fit it all in. And then I was talking to him and saying to him, like, I just want to grow. I just need to grow. I need more people. I can't be pushing all my clients back three to six months saying just wait for me although that wait time is good because it gives them time to kind of think about all the things that they need to provide me so copy content images all of that gets done first then we kind of hit the ground running after we've had a strategy session design sign off and it kind of it's a smooth process still turns out that he was like right you still need more people on board you still need to take more people on board because you've got all this work you're growing I was like tell me how this happens because I don't understand I genuinely don't understand what the process is and it turns out that that's gave him a brainwave to set up a new mastermind group for their community and that's what I've joined earlier this year to help me grow and scale into the agency that I have the vision for if that makes sense crikey yeah I mean quite a ramble I know I mean, there's, there's so much in there. One is the fact that you said to somebody, basically, your website 
could be a lot better. Like, do you know, like that's because sometimes we can think that, but not necessarily say it. So, and then I love the fact that they then hired you, but it clearly this, uh, we, we, we need to sort of dig deeper into this sort of growing and agency and things. So where does that come from inside you? Is it just like this thing that says, I don't want to turn work away. The work is there. I enjoy doing it. Therefore I need to find a way to do that by bringing on more people. Is it a financial thing? Is it a, a social thing? It's all of the above. <laughs> it honestly is. I think from not actually having worked in an agency, not having had that background, not being degree educated in yeah. it, that really burned. And I think that that's what it is because I was thinking, I don't see why you have to have a degree education to be able to work in an agency. That's really, doesn't it doesn't work like that because as long as you can do the work, at the end of the day, you're still showing the same skill set as someone who has done that. And for me, because I don't have that degree education in it and I've taught myself everything, I think that that shows a little bit more fire in my belly into knowing what I want to do. So one of the things I actively look at is not just, I don't actually look at the background of the designers who who I look to work with. I actually think that being self-taught is it's a steeper learning curve, but you get more out of it than actually being taught how to click a button and put something in a particular way. You don't necessarily need to have a degree. That plus financially, yeah, I mean... It is a factor because I do want it all. I do want to have the work-life balance. I want to raise a family. I want to just have nice holidays and not think about anything and just be a bit stress-free. And if that comes with being a little bit more financially stable, then yeah, obviously I will work hard for that. How did you know then, as you sort of transition from doing it all and being a solo business to start into sort of build an agency how do you know who to bring on are you replicating tasks that you do really good question and this is one of the things I'm learning at the moment because obviously one you do have to let go when you're like the person who does everything Mm. there's got to be a certain level of you have to be you have to kind of find that person who you think you can let go to so the first person I've kind of I would yeah I would say hired is a VA so she does all of my all the stuff I hate doing, all the stuff I don't want to do, and started off with the newsletter. She kind of refined all of that, went through everything on the newsletter, because I do have one. It's died a slow death at the minute. It doesn't really exist, I'll be honest, but it's on the list to kind of get that revamped. She also then sorted out all of the things that I don't have time to do. So when I went through the rebrand and redesign of my own website, I've got about way over 150 blog articles that I've written in over the years so I used to write one article a week about Squarespace design branding setting up a business there's lots of stuff out there on my blog at the minute that's got so much knowledge I really should repurpose all of that and bring it back again she's helping me with doing stuff like that so she was the first person I kind of leaned to and like you know definitely good to have on board and the second person is a designer so all of my projects at the minute when I'm running short of time or if I've got so many things on that I know that I can outsource, she's the person I'd give that to. So she started doing a lot more work for me and I'm hoping that she might be the person that I can bring on board as a part-time employee going forward. I also do have a developer. So she has her own business and is in America, but she's she's brilliant. Um, and again, she's the kind of person that I'm hoping to bring on board as I grow as well. So I'm actually, I'm actively looking for designers and developers, Squarespace developers that I can actually bring on board at any point because 
I can see the business is going to grow and I can see that I am going to need those hands on. So it's those, those people. And then I think it's going to be a project manager, someone who can kind of manage it because I am process driven. I do have project management. I use Asana and it works perfectly for where I am at the minute. And I think that it's a great tool, but it obviously has that learning curve. So someone who knows how to juggle all the projects knows when to chase stuff up and managing things. So I can step away from that and I can go into like lead generation and marketing because actually I'm really enjoying that side of things. I love designing. I love developing. That's like my core. But at the same time, there's just something that comes with actually going out and talking to people and bringing in more projects. I love that bit as well. Sounds like you love it all. I do, which is really challenging. <laughs> say, what, what bit do I give up first? <laughs> yeah. Because if you can get headspace knowing that someone else is going to be able to do it, because some things you don't, you don't have to do yourself. And actually there isn't a process. As long as it gets done, it gets done. And that's what's key because that just gives you that, that time to do something else, figure something else out. You mentioned your blog. You have so much stuff on your blog, which I've also then seen on Instagram. It's really helpful things, which position you as a Squarespace expert in particular. Yeah, how have you fitted that in over the years? It seems to be an important thing. It is. It is an important thing. And actually, that's how I started. I would research stuff. I would learn stuff for myself. I would share that and I would just write it down. I've just written everything down. I've always been good at kind of writing my thoughts down, which sounds really strange because it's like a it's like a business diary, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually used to get a lot of questions asked, which would be the same thing, like what five tips or, you know, what can I do to improve my website? And because that's my core, I'd be like, well, think about the call to actions. Think about, like, making it a little bit more easy to read, balancing out the text, bringing in imagery, giving it a lot of white space. And as I kind of kept speaking to people, I realised that this stuff I should just write it down. I should just put it down somewhere. And that's what I did. And actually, one of my really, really, so not even on this blog and not even on this website, I used to blog for, like, some web design magazines back in the day. Um, And I interviewed loads of designers, which were quite popular back in the day as well. So that was quite fun. And actually reaching out to them and hearing about their journey and learning that blogging is actually a really good marketing tool because it not only showcases your expertise, it kind of helps you to understand things and shares the value that's kind of already naturally sitting in your head, so to speak. Mm -hmm. It's there. And then as social media got a bit, well, got bigger, it was easier to kind of say, hang on. Let me share this thing on my blog. I can put it on Instagram and say I've shared it and I've got it there. And when I go to do some networking, I can say, hey, I've got this here. Take a look. And then it turned into like people were saying, can you come and do like a, a, a talk quickly because we've got like a networking event. So I was like, yeah, sure. Scares me because obviously I am not good with standing in, in a room full of people and talking, but I loved it. So I did that. And it was, again, it's a case of like just learning about all the things or sharing all the things I already have in my head or already know and just making it readily available to people who might not know that. And that's where it all kind of began. And then I realized, well, you know, just allocating a time slot to it. So like one day in the week, I would literally just sit there and write the article and write my key points about what I was going to write. Maybe it was the title and then it would be, if it was a, you know, five tips to share, I'd write those tips out and then I'd go back. Um, either later on in the day or another day and really like fill it out and say these are the tips and then I'll go back and say add in some images because the thing with me is when you try when I try and write something in one go sometimes it just doesn't work you just the creative juices just do not flow so just kind of knocking a little bit out and actually writing quite a few different articles in the same day so I'd have like 
a brainstorming session and say, hang on, today I'm going to write a business article, I'm going to write a branding, a design, and a Squarespace. I'd write the titles out. Then I'd kind of do a little bit of research, think about what I actually wanted those articles to entail, realise that, is that of value to the people who would want to read that? Fill it all out. And then somehow I would just, in the one week, be able to write out the article, write out, the, um, create the graphic for it, prep it, put it on the put it on my website and then just have it scheduled ready to go and that I would be a couple of weeks in advance doing that as well so it's like every week there'd be a new article and I'd have everything put you know written out and I would have all the marketing associated for that one article written out in my notes as well so it's a copy and paste job and this is why I think I didn't sleep because I was constantly doing stuff <laughs> I was going to say, you, a couple of times there you said, somehow I did. And I thought, well, it sounds like a, yeah. con- a combination of being really organised and loving your processes so that you kind of stay on track. But also that 100 miles an hour life that you mentioned yeah. <laughs> as is. well, the fact that you love doing it. Yeah. How <laughs> much fun is Krishna? Back with her in a moment. You've heard how important Krishna's own website has been to her, feeding people through via her blog. Her blog full of SEO juice as a result of all of that content and the time and effort that she puts into it. If you're wishing you could get more traffic from Google, you already know part of that secret is in your SEO, which is why I recommend Ahrefs Webmaster Tools. It's a free resource that helps you prioritise what to work on on your site. You see which keywords your ranking for, uh, understand how Google sees your content, discover changes that you can make, uh, like broken links that need fixing. And if, like me, you don't know anything really about the technical side, it's okay because they have guides, but they also have like little question marks as you're going through and you can click on them and it explains it. I, honestly, I've really loved using Ahrefs Webmaster Tools. Go to ahrefs.com slash A-W-T and use it for yourself. It is free. Ahrefs.com is A-H-R-E-F-S dot com. There's a link in the show notes to this episode as well. Open your podcast app, click the link. Thank you to Ahrefs for their support. Right now, let's get back to Krishna's story. As silly as it sounds, like even if I was doing a school run, and I know you've done this, I know you've sat in the car and you've recorded stuff and you've done, you know, you've caught up on stuff. And that's exactly what I used to do. So if I'm walking, then I would have podcasts in my ears about what I'm trying to write about or I'm learning stuff as I'm walking along listening to a podcast about branding or design or something how to set up the agency or how to like learn something in business next steps and that's all going into my head so as I'm walking there I'm processing it and by the time I've got there I've already got it in my head the things that I want to write about in my next article so then for me it's a case of like (laughs) what I should have done is probably put it in a voice memo but (laughs) what I was doing was writing it in my notes and obviously notes then syncs with my app uh, the app then syncs and when I come back at my desk I've already got it written out then it's a case of just repumping it out a little bit and then things like when I'm sitting at gymnastics or sitting at kung fu with the kids they're doing their class I'm just sitting there on my phone or with my iPad and just doing just the other bits around work it's not design because I can only design when I'm actually at my Mac and that's one of the things I find a bit challenging I can't even design on my MacBook which is really weird I only can design on my like my iMac so I kind of sit here and do that any other time when it comes to work it's probably just on my phone or my iPad but that's doing the research doing the writing doing all the background stuff but I don't I don't switch off my brain doesn't switch off Mm. but you seem happy with that 
fact. Yeah, because I've tried the slower lifestyle. I've tried to kind of chill and be a bit more conscious about taking me time. And it's just not me. It doesn't work. Mm. I find that I freak out. I freak out when I've got time to, to not think about work because I'll, I'll be like, oh, my God, I'm so chill. And actually what happens is if I'm chilled, I always get ill. So when we went, when we were on holiday, I actually switched off in April because it was the Easter holidays and we were in, we went to Spain and I didn't sit on social and I was so calm and so relaxed that I got ill for the best part of five days when we were away for seven days. So I was, I was just pointless, it was pointless. And then by the time I'd come back, I'd worked up a panic that I was like, oh my God, I've just been switched off for like seven days that I've got now I've got to catch up on all the things. So I just, I just, I function better when I'm not switched off basically I need to be on all the time I wanted to ask you about awards as well because you mentioned those uh and I've seen you talk about them on your stories and I see them on your website and stuff like how important has entering awards been for you they're great they're great for kind of giving you credibility to making you a little bit more aware or giving you that elevation in, in the industry so it works but at the same time, I'm a bit sceptical about them because I do think that there's an element of it's who you know rather than what you know in certain awards. That grinds on me a little bit because it's it's like you could work, 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 work and still not win. But I don't think that the winning is obviously the be-all and end-all, if that makes sense. It's a, it's a strange one. I do love attending them because I think they're great for just being able to get dressed up and going out and having a good time and mingling with people and all that good stuff. But I also think that there's there's an element of like, do I need this? I think it helps with the business, yes. Gives you the credibility, showcases that you're actually out there and obviously helps with winning bigger projects. But at the same time, everyone's an award-winning designer. Everyone's an award-winning development agency. It's just a case of how much do you push it? So I've kind of stripped that off the website now because I kind of feel like it feels makes me feel a bit pompous. <laughs> Which is strange, I know. There's, it's, it's a weird one. So, unless, unless you kind of, for me, unless your clients are saying exactly how they feel and what the results are, I don't feel like I have to con- continuously keep saying I'm an award-winning this, 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 and this. Because there are so many great agencies, so many great businesses, and I don't think that they always get the credibility they deserve because they haven't necessarily won an award. Am I waffling? No, no, no. So it's now got to a point where it feels more like doing the work and showing the work and showing yourself yeah. is is worth more than yeah. the award. Uh, yeah, I definitely think that because it's going to sound really stupid. I mean, I've got an award scene up there, a website of the year that my client won a couple of years ago, and I love it. And it gave me such a great buzz. And I went to Duxford airport we were sat underneath the concord having dinner and I was like this is amazing it's just another level of buzz that you get from it but unless you can keep up with that kind of and you continuously keep up with being able to market winning those big products entering yourself into those awards or being nominated for those awards which takes quite a lot of effort I don't think it's a bad thing you should definitely do it I also don't think it's a good thing because it can kind of distract you and you can live off of the high of something that you've won four years ago and kind of roll on it. It's a kind of, you've got to have that consistency. You've got to keep that consistency up if you've got the vision to kind of keep going forward and going higher and higher and higher. Um, And that's what's key. So yeah, winning awards is great. And obviously (laughs) I'll be the first one to be like standing on the stage saying, yes, I've won. (laughs) But at the same time, it's like, I do kind of feel a bit, 
I don't know. I think work needs to be shown in in what I'm doing and the client saying that they've they've had great return on investment and stuff like that. Yeah. Now, Krishna, I always do this thing where I ask for three facts about yourself to make two true, one a lie, and let me figure out the lie. What do you have for me? Okay, I've got three facts. I'm a twin. I used to punch my sister in the face and give her a nosebleed. And I don't have the Uber or Deliveroo account. These are curious facts. So you have a twin, a male twin, a female twin, identical twin? I have two sisters, so no boys in the family. Two sisters. So you have two sisters? I do. But one of them is a twin. Are you identical twins? Sometimes. (laughs) (laughs) That makes no sense. That would literally no. So (laughs) now I can't decide whether this is clearly the lie or whether there is genuinely some weird genetic thing where sometimes (laughs) when you're next to each other your bodies morph to look identical and other times absolutely not. Right. Yeah, there we go. There we go. Meanwhile, you used to punch your sister in the face to give them nosebleeds. I mean, you're so lovely. What Mm. the heck? Maybe it wasn't when I was growing up. I don't know. (laughs) Did you not used to get in trouble? Oh, yeah. I mean, if my kids punched each other now, I I don't know. Actually, I probably would leave them to it and just close the door and walk away. Let you deal with it. You got yourself into it. Get yourself out. Just don't bleed on the carpet. Okay, yeah. right. Do you know, I kind of believe the Uber or delivery one. Um, Why? Where I live, I don't really need an Uber account. I've only used it a couple of times when I've been in London. <laughs> delivery, I don't... Yeah, you can quite... Again, you can quite happily get away. You can order takeaway on a phone. Who needs that app? I hate the delivery app. I never use it. Good. So I believe that. I believe that. I can't even believe that you would come up with Punch Sister were it not true. So I have a horrible feeling that that one is true. Which means I'm going to say this twin, which, you know, you would end up on TV with because you sometimes you're identical, sometimes you're not. I reckon that is the flaw in this story. That's the lie. Interesting. Very interesting. So, yes. I don't have an Uber or delivery, and I think it's because I just refuse to sign up for whatever reason. I, I'm really weird with tech. I know I work in tech, and like I love all the digital stuff, but that just crosses the line for me somewhere. I don't know why. <laughs> I'm, all my friends take the piss as well because they're like, oh, my God, can you just get with the 21st century? And I'm like, nope, I'm going to ring the local cab company. So, yeah, that one's true. Um, yeah, I did actually used to punch my sister in the face. Which means I'm right. Yeah. Oh yeah, the punching my sister in the face. Yeah, yeah, all the time, all the time. Shocking. Because she's prone to nosebleeds, and she used to really grind on me. So I used to just one whack, and we're there. <laughs> shocking, shocking. I to do. Be fair. I don't. To be. What do you mean? To be fair? There's no getting yeah. out of this. Yes, yes. She used to dig her nails into me. I've got like cat scratch marks on my hands. Oh. She also does have a tiny bit of lead in her knee from when I stabbed her with the pencil. <laughs> Not making us any better. (laughs) Uh, Krishna, if you could tell your younger self one thing about being freelance, what would that be? It would be just do it. Don't overthink it. Just say yes. Go for it. Don't worry. It will all work out. That's it.
That's not a very good point, is it? But I think it, I think it works. <laughs> Krishna, it's been so good talking to you. I, I feel like in, I, I want to know what happens next. Do you know what I mean? I feel like you, there's been this long solo freelancing section and now you're, you know, even talking about taking on yeah. employees rather than yeah, just yeah. outsourcing. Yeah. And yes, I look forward it's, to seeing what happens next, basically. So do I. Don't worry, Steve. So do I. <laughs> uh, go to com. There will be links through so you can find Krishna online. Go say hi please do share this episode as well and of course you're not alone being freelance come join us in the being freelance community go to beingfreelance.com and you will find us all hanging out in there but for now krishna thank you so much and all the best being freelance thanking you it's been a pleasure so there we go first episode done and i didn't mention this Krishna and I recorded the video for that conversation as well. So if you know someone who is like, oh no, I don't really listen to podcasts, I prefer to watch YouTube videos, there is now a YouTube version of this podcast. I'm not saying there is for every podcast, but there is for this specific episode. So if you go to beingfreelance.com, click on the YouTube link and that will take you to my channel. And yeah, you can share that with people who prefer to watch videos rather than listen to podcasts. Being Freelance is made by me, Steve Holland. I'm a freelance video and podcast creator. If you want to support what I do, if it makes a difference to you, please do share this episode. You can also leave a review and you can go to beingfreelance.com slash coffee and buy me some virtual coffee and biscuits as a thanks as well. That's like my Kofi page. Okay, it's nice to be back. You have a great week. Being Freelance. <laughs> <laughs>